Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery and I'm sitting down right now with John Benson who's one of the world's most successful copywriters and the founder of the Video Sales Letter. He's someone that some of the world's top marketers learn and study from, including myself. He's influenced my business a lot. And today we're gonna dive into his story. We're gonna dive into copywriting, how to learn and master it for your online business, email marketing, video sales letters. John, man, thank you for taking the time, man. Good to be here. Thanks, Stefan. Do you mind sharing with people a little bit about your story? You've been at, you've been involved in this online world for many years now. You're one of the veterans. Yeah. You know, it's changed and evolved a lot. But how did you get started with this to becoming one of the most successful copywriters today? I started in, uh, it's, I, I started really late. I, I was about 40 years old when I started. So I was working as a graphic designer with my own company in Dallas, and I had gone through obesity in my early 30s and had a heart attack and almost died and and had all these major health issues and and I was an athlete throughout college so I decided I would go back to my athletic roots go back to bodybuilding go back to uh, uh, try to figure out what was wrong with my diet uh, obviously genes are really messed up when that happens right you know and uh, and so I just turned my whole life around and when I was in my late 30s and I wanted to write a book about it and I've always wanted to write a book. I had this like you know Tony Robbins checklist of you know, yeah. bucket list things to do, but uh, writing a book was one of them. I thought it would be on something like I was a philosophy major, so I thought it'd be something like you know on deep thoughts of unemployment or something philosophically related. But uh, you know the epistemology of being broke. Uh, but uh, it ended up being you know fit over forty, and I, you know I didn't have any pretense of it me being a subject enough for a book, and so I had the idea of interviewing other people that were over forty. And then it ended up being like, well, why don't we do 40 to 80, you know, like this wide range. And um, that book became like a, I teamed up with a marketer who I had no idea what the internet marketing was. I, I, I knew what the internet was because I was on it, but I didn't really follow internet marketing. And, and uh, Tom Venuto was the guy and I, he went up, to LA, went up to New York, trained with him for a little bit, had a book deal on the way back. 50-50. <laughs> I had no idea what I was walking into. And it ended up being like at the time, like it shut down multiple servers, hit 1,007 on Alexa, and you know everything changed from that moment on. So that's how I started. I got baptism by fire. Yeah. And uh, so, so the interesting thing is, since we're talking about copywriting, I, I, I did not start off to be a copywriter. I, I, I knew I could write. I knew I could write a book. I knew I could write poetry. Like I was a poet, believe it or not. But, but copy is completely different. And um, I found that out the hard way. So. so so, what year, I guess, did you first initially start yeah. publishing that book? It came out in 2004. 2004. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then what kind of made you transition into learning copywriting? Like, at first, you're just writing your own book for your own interest, right. but actually studying and learning copywriting, persuasion, influence, what made you yeah. go down that path? I, so the odd story here is that I never set out to be a copywriter at all. I didn't write the copy for Fit Over 40. I, did, I just wrote the book. I didn't... 
I know anything about it. Well, I got hooked on this. It's like, oh, you can, wow, this is great. Just walked away from my, my design practice, my design firm, and said, I'm just going to do this. And so I wanted to write a diet book. I'm like, I don't want to be pegged as the over 40 guy. I mean, this is this is because it's more than that, right? And uh, so I decided to write Every Other Day Diet. It was my second book, which is a great name, and it was what I was basically teaching people to do. And it was kind of catchy. And when it came down to writing the sales letter, I just sucked at it. I, 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 the book was fine, and the sales letter was just terrible. And I couldn't get it to convert more than like half a percent. So I'm like, okay, obviously there's something more to it. And I never studied anyone. I never, I, at the time, I'd never heard of John Carlton or, or you know, Gary Benzavenga or any of the, David Ogilvy. These names were like foreign to me, you know, totally foreign. And so I decided, well, the fastest way I could figure out how to do this is look at what Tom did who studied under John Carlton and kind of take some of his ideas um, and tried that and I got it up to 1%. I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. So, and I was really frustrated because it was like I thought the book would sell and it was like very frustrating. So um, one day I was talking to my friend Mike Geary and who had promoted Fit Over 40. He said, there's this guy doing this weird stuff with PowerPoint you should check out. And uh, he's doing it with, he's selling a product with PowerPoint. I go, like, you know, the, the office thing, right? And so I saw his video and thought, I think he's got the right idea with the wrong application. And I took my, my, my minor was in psychology, so I took my you know, NLP, I was, I was reading a lot of Tony Robbins at the time, but I was also studying NLP, and took all of this and put together this very basic, ugly video sales letter. And I just put this out one day, and, and uh, I didn't want to shave. I remember I didn't want to be on video, so that was, I decided to do all the words on the screen. So there, it wasn't like a mastermind to it. It was like... You know, I, I knew it could be done better than that. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to try it this way. And I kept putting it off, putting it off. And then there came time to do a video for YouTube for my 90 followers, you know. Yeah. And um, I did a video sales letter. And that was the first of it. And my sales went up six times. So I thought, wait. Yeah, that was on a six or seven minute video sale. So I decided to do a long one. It was like 20 minutes. It was really long. And I remember no one's, no one's ever going to read this. No one's ever going to see this. You know? and, uh, and, yeah, that became the first VSL. That, and next thing you know, yeah, everything's different after, after that. So. And so for whatever reason, I was psychologically able to write a slide-by-slide slide versus writing in story form. Now I can write in both, but I couldn't write in story yeah. form. I couldn't write in And I want my audience just, just to know if they're not aware, this really revolutionized things for Internet marketers. Because yeah. before then, it was all these long-form sales copy, right? right? Which I'm sure you guys... Right. familiar with, you go to a website and it's just a long sales letter. Um, and what you did essentially is you took that and you put it together in a PowerPoint presentation, made it into a video. And so if you guys have been on web pages where you see these VSLs, video sales letter that communicates that copy and it's more engaging and grabs our attention, um, that's, this is the man that created it. So, Well, yeah, I, I specifically, it's, it's, I think what other people were thinking about doing was saying, taking a sales page and putting it into a VSL. Yeah. And I remember Perry Marshall, I met him years later, and he said, that's what he did in his first VSL worked really well for him. Uh, that's not what I did. What I did was, because uh, you don't have a pattern or up the very first part of a sales letter, right? Yeah. You know, it usually starts dear friend or something, right? It's completely different psychologically, in my opinion. And so I created a, a whole different way of marketing with pattern interrupts yes. and a lot of NLP, NLP stuff, yeah. and then putting it into a very ugly, all the slides were black, except for the, the, the words I wanted to emphasize, which were, a lot of NLP words, a lot of like uh, uh, you know power words and, and embedded commands and things like that. And so, you know, I, I was just trying to be clever, really. Uh, and, and and then I broke it into is black and red because that was what advertising used. That's what I, the industry I came from. And 
next thing you know, it became the Ugly Video Cell Center, which was named that way by Perry or Ryan. Ironically, yeah. we're here at TNC, so. Um, and I came down to, to Austin about a six, six or seven months after it came out and uh, taught, that's where I met Ryan, and taught Ryan uh, this, and he yeah. came out with a product. Yeah, and, I remember that, yeah. And then, you know, he, he said in the product, it was, I learned this from this guy, John Vince, but it went in one ear and out the other. And uh, so it, it, they, did, they did really well with that product. But, um, and then I came out with Accelerator uh, yeah. a, a year later. So that was the, that's still the Ferrari of the courses. So, cool. So what kind of differences have yourself, but also people that you worked with, Accelerator clients, noticed from making just that transition of turning it to a, a VSL? Um, you mean going from a sales page to a VSL? Or? Yeah, so for example, you're saying like you weren't converting that much right. at first, but just making that transition, what kind of difference did that make? Well, when it first came out, there was like, it, it, it's like night and day. Yeah. It's like what no one was, was doing it. Yeah, no one was doing it. And, and it was like, yeah, it was like six to ten times higher conversion rate. It was like sky, stratospheric stuff. And, and for a while, I thought, you know, a lot of my buddies I hung out with today, I mean, they're, they're making. You know, millions a month, and they're doing fantastic. And they're usually doing it on sales pages or VSLs, one of the two. Um, and a lot of those guys learn what I was teaching, and they just improved on it or did their own thing on it. But uh, over time, that, that dropped down, like everything else, right? But it's still really high. I mean, it's still I, I, the the largest offers out there are usually VSLs. Yeah. I mean, you got the Gundry offer right now. Craig, my buddy Craig Clements wrote that. He's an amazing copywriter. I wrote a lot of things. He's written a lot of things that are really good. And those are. Higher inversions of an ugly VSL. They still transition to slides. Uh, Marketing Sherpa, who I just ran into Mark, and right before you, I ran into Mark and, and those guys up there, and uh, I wrote their stuff and or some of their stuff, and and those are VSLs and sales pages. So they're, they're new mixing, but uh, it's it's you have to use all the mediums, and that's why I'm going to. It's like you know, people say like emails, dad, or this is dad, or this is dad. It, it, Things just work at different times, and you, if you're not using, if you don't have a webinar or interview sale on a sales page, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You should, unless you have a thirty dollars product, you don't need a webinar for that. But yeah. you should have at least two or three mediums of how you're selling your product. Makes sense. Yeah. And there are some products that just will not sell any other way but through VSL. Yeah. I mean, as well. Like you know, a lot of eBooks would qualify for that. Yeah. 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 So someone that's watching this, um, if they want to learn copywriting, what yeah. would you recommend? How could they get started? Or what are some tips that you'd have for them to start learning how to write sales copy? Uh, well, I'd be lying if I didn't say buy my stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, buy his stuff. Buy I, stuff. I recommend I, that. I, I, <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. So I and. and I try, I try to be pretty modest about stuff like this. I mean, people, my, my ex-wife used to say, uh, you're just way too modest and you don't talk about yourself enough and all that, I, but whatever. I will say this, that I'm, a, I'm as good of a copywriter as I, if people don't think I am, I'm a much better teacher at it. Uh, so, and I, I break the, the mold of, you know, those who can't teach. I, mean, I can and I teach. And I figured out systems along with my good friend, Josh Pellisier, who helped me figure out and decode what I was doing and that became 3x VSL, which, I mean, half the people in this room that have VSLs have gone through that course. And so um, I'm pretty good at teaching it. And so that's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to walk people through not just here's how you get a VSL, but why these things work. So why is this slide here? I mean, I'm a slide-by-slide -slide guy. It's extremely yeah. in-depth. It's, yeah. it's you know, probably too pedantic for people. But yeah, it's, but yeah, it's it's in depth. And then the same thing with, with email copy pro. It's like, why is this email? Work? So sure, it's a machine that puts out emails and all that stuff. But it, but you need to know why it works. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big believer in in, in, in learning. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll also mention just for my audience, uh, John's created some amazing programs. We'll link to them for you guys in the description. But one of them is called Email Copy Pro, which is a software. We'll talk more about it, but a software you develop that helps people write email copy. Yeah. 
Uh, you guys can check that out at www.projectlifemaster.com slash email copy pro and then Celerator, which helps you create your video sales letter. You can go to www.projectlifemaster.com slash Celerator for that. But do you, um, would you recommend you break down? Because I know with like email copy pro, yeah. just that alone and seeing good copy and right. breaking it down, I found for myself, I learn a lot from that. I'm just kind sure. of the demonstration of that product right. and seeing why, how you, how you initiated the first sentence, you right. know, how you hook right. people right. and how you, you know, uh, went to embed social proof or scarcity right. or all these little factors, I find just kind of seeing it and breaking it down valuable. But is that something that oh, you'd yeah. recommend people to I, do? I do it. I do it on a live coaching calls once a month. Yeah. Uh, we, it's it's something I, I love, still love to do. It's kind of geek out on yeah. on why this is working and, and what's the mystery of here. Um, going back to uh, Perry Belcher, uh, we're at, amazing. Yeah, we're at TNC Traffic Conversions, and, and uh, um, so Ryan and Perry have been friends for 10, 12 years now, and uh, Perry's like. As far as I'm concerned, one of the best copywriters on the planet. He, for whatever reason, thinks the same thing about me, and I got it on video. It's awesome. <laughs> but but we, we used to like just geek out together because Ryan and I had a, a tried a fitness company together years ago, and uh, and we would just geek out on like on how to write stuff. And um, the, he was telling me a story. He got a I forget double conversion. It was like something insane. Like it was a double conversion on, on a converting product that was cutting at four percent. Not bad to eight. And he did it by changing one slide. One slide. It was the very first slide of the VSL. So I'm telling you, it's, it's that, I don't know if you've heard the, the parable about the, the submarine repair guy, the nuclear sub repair dude, you know? The guy, there's a nuclear sub in a port and, and all the alarms go off and they don't know who to call, so they call the nuclear sub repair guy. And uh, he comes down and he you know, looks around and for 10 minutes right, and right. freaking going, alarms going off, right? And, Pulls out a rubber mallet and hits one little place. All the alarms go off, and he sends him an invoice for ten thousand dollars. I said, "Dude, what? Ten thousand dollars? All you did was, all you did was pull out a hammer and hit something." He goes, "Well, you need to look at the itemized invoice." Yeah. And it says, "You know, time for coming out one dollar, knowing where to hit nine thousand nine And that's exactly what this is, right? It's like knowing where to hit, knowing where that ha- that camera needs to strike, and uh, or that, in this case, the hammer needs to strike, not a camera. Uh, but uh, he knew exactly what to do. Let's yeah. change this one thing. So how important is, is copy or breaking things down? It is the most important skill anyone can learn I, when it comes to marketing. It's more important than anything that you do. Is the, is, it, it, it breaks down into how we communicate. Because yeah. if I know how to communicate to an audience, it's going to help me communicate with you. It's going to help me communicate with everyone. So, I mean, yeah, I mean you, don't, you don't walk around talking in sales copy, but it's still the art of persuasion you use in it all, every single day. Yeah. Every day, whether it's talking to you know, the, front, the guy at the front of the desk of the hotel or, or to your wife or spouse, you know, you're using persuasion without knowing it. If you're, not in a manipulative way. You might say, I really think this is the best place for us to go eat, and here's why. Okay. <laughs> knowing how to build a case around something you know, is, is a good idea. It, yeah. It's a really good thing. And it certainly is good in business. So, yeah, most important skill. And I want to ask you just the importance of testing things and optimizing it. Because I think, you know, a lot of people out there are a little bit lazy, I think. They put up their product on a website and, you know, just put it up there. They drive traffic to it. And they're like, why, why aren't people buying it? But they don't realize that they got to test and optimize it. And when it comes to so I want to know how, I guess, how much do you focus on that? And what are the most important things that you're going to get the biggest leverage testing? Um, so I'm going to tell you where I'm good and where I suck. I yeah. suck at this. So I, 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 if I didn't have a team that did this, it wouldn't happen. Okay. And the reason I suck at it is because it's boring. Yeah, I agree. I'm <laughs> I don't like to do it. Uh, so, you know, I've got 
to tell you how extreme I am with this, I my top fitness offer, I gave up 66% of, of the product to have other people do this. So I'm, I'm a glorified, I'm, affiliates get paid more than the owner of the company. And uh, because I don't want to do that. Now, do I know the importance of it? Yes. Uh, so I can tell you exactly what to test. And so uh, when it comes to VSLs, uh, your first slide, your first, your first, your first thousand words, critical. You can spin those and keep everything else the same. Um, first thousand words, not nearly as important as your first five slides. No. If you don't get your first five slides, you're done. No. You're done. So, right. Right. So that's important. Just headlines. And obviously, yeah. subject lines very important. I've seen email conversions double with a different subject line. So if you think about like how obvious this is, I mean, when you 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 know get email on your phone, the vast majority of email today is open on a mobile phone, right? Uh, well, you don't see the email. Well, you might see a couple lines, right? But you're going to see the subject line, right? And nine times out of ten, you delete emails based on if you read the subject line, or even worse than that, oh, it's from that asshole, I'm gonna delete that guy, (laughs) or whatever, right? That's not a good call, right? So you need to get this down. You need to get, so testing subject lines, headlines, and first first words in the sales are huge. And obviously offer points. Offer points uh, are- The price of the product. Price of the product. God, I've, I've seen just weird things happen with prices. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen, I saw $7 beat $37, like, handily, not only on on total revenue up front, but total revenue in the back end. Yeah. So, yeah. you need to test it. Awesome. Yeah. Let's dive a little bit into email marketing. So, obviously, sure. the internet's involved a lot. There's social media. There's content marketing. I think we're both in agreement that email is still the most powerful way oh. to communicate with your audience. Um, you know, I use it as the main channel to communicate with, I mean, you own your list. You don't really own your Facebook right, or right. Twitter or things of that nature. Right. But it seems to be the most consistent way for affiliate marketing, launching, promoting your product, building a relationship. But I'd just love to hear your thoughts on what, uh, I guess, is the current state of email and where do you see it going? Like, how do you see it maybe evolving over the next few years? Um, yeah, every Every month, email is dead. You know, every it's been this way for years. People just guys. always com- want to yeah, complain yeah. about something. So, uh, yeah, I, the funniest one thing I saw the other day was Dean Jackson. He's a big email guy, and uh, posted on Facebook. He goes, "This is a real thing that just happened. I got a text message from a text-based marketer going, email is dead. Click here to find out why.' So he clicks there, and what's the first thing they ask him for? His email address. Yeah. And he takes a screenshot. Yeah. It's like it's so dead. That's the first thing that you're asking for, right? It's it's such a lie. Ryan Dice made a joke about this. You know, it's email is still by far and away the highest ROI. Average thirty eight dollars for every dollar you spend. Um, it is it is the nuts and bolts of the industry. Now, I'm also not foolish enough to believe that like direct mail that will soon peter out and something else might rival it. There's nothing out there to rival it right yeah. now. There's nothing. The, everybody says oh, the bots would do it, text would do it, not. Nah. Not. For daily communication, that stuff is great for one-off stuff. It sucks for daily. We are still a daily emailer. That's where we go to. Uh, social media is, is is a distant second. I mean, because you're there on social media. If you think about what you use email for psychologically versus social media, you don't go to email because you want to have fun. Yeah. I mean, unless you have a really interesting email account, which do tell me about that. <laughs> um, but most people go to email because they need, they're, they're checking their email because why? What's, what's the psychology behind? What, what are you doing? Stefan, when you're checking your email, what's going through your mind? Business. I mean, everything from like 
pretty much my whole life is managing flights and right, right. invoices, receipts, right. like everything is still email. Okay. Passwords. You said the key word, management. Yes. Email is your management tool. Social media is not your management tool. Social media is your tool for distraction. It's your tool for engagement. Yeah, absolutely true. It's not a management tool. And that's why email isn't going to go away. So if you're talking to somebody on their management tool, it's like you being inside a sauna or Slack or whatever you use for, and then somebody all of a sudden being able to tam you go, hey, I know that you're into this little thing over there, and this may help you do this. It's that level of direct responsiveness. So yeah, we still email still rules rules when it comes to that. And, and likewise, direct mail, the, the people that just do not want you to know that direct mail is still alive and well, yeah. or guys like, um, I, I just think of another friend of mine, I, I, I don't know if he know, wants me to say his name or not, but uh, is $50 million supplement company based entirely off ads in newspapers. Right. So do these things still work? Of course. Yes. Yeah. So if, if ads in newspapers still work, then yeah, email's a long way from being good. Yeah. So when it comes to email marketing, what are some of the best practices or strategies in terms of emailing your list? Uh, so I'm a believer in only emailing your list the days that you want to make money. Okay. So every Steve day. Jackson's line. <laughs> I, yeah. So I, yeah, every day. Um, if it's interesting. Yeah. If it's helpful. If it's compelling. If it's provocative. If it's, and so that's why, you know, tools like that are going to be very helpful to do. Um, and there are some, definitely there's some businesses and situations where that's not as practical as others. But this whole thing, oh, yeah, I, I hear this all the time. I only email my list once every 13 days because I don't want anyone to unsubscribe. Yeah, dude, screw the unsubscribers. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You want people to unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact opposite mentality. I want people to be raving fans of mine and people that don't to get off yeah. the list. Stop yeah. polluting the list. Uh, I want to help you. Don't get me wrong. But if you're not going to take the help and you're not going to, you know, because you, you know, you're not going to interested in anything I have to say or offers. It's not going to work. Yeah. So now that that engagement, you might, yes, I would, might change. It may elongate over time. There may be a, a, lot, a need for much more nurturing. No, yes. You know, you're talking about like you know, it's still tripwire products. Just, they rebranded this very well today. Yeah. It's a there's still a need to do the tripwire products to give value, uh, to send them to send people to, to yeah. higher levels of the product development or product acquisition. But but the point is is that yeah. It's not going anywhere, and you need to learn how to master this. And you need to do it on a frequent basis. Yeah, not doing it on a frequent basis is a big problem. That, that will get you unsubs faster than being frequent. Yeah. And are you ensuring that you have a certain ratio or balance of just providing value versus when you're promoting something? Ideally, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know guys. My fitness list, to be honest with you, is managed by somebody else, um, and it's relatively large. It's not as large as other people's. Some other people's is big, and uh, it's. Content, 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 but all that content is like embedded with promotions, and some of it's just downright promotions. Right. So there's not a, and this is, a, I think, a really good rule of thumb. You never send an email out without something to click on, ever. Unless it's like, hey, I just want to say I'm sorry, that, but uh, I won't be at this meeting today that I, or this webinar because my dog is in the hospital. Oh, by the way, click here to get this. Obviously, that would be out of place, right? Like if it was an emergency email or something. But... Content email, I don't know, people sending out content email. Oh, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. Joe Polish, my good friend Joe, used to do this all the time. He says, the rare times he would send out content, it'd be like, oh, yeah, Joe. You know, it'd just be like, at the end of it. Yeah. And Dean taught him, that, you know, this four-step thing to do at the end of the email. It's like, here's four ways I can help you today. Little promo link, little promo link, little promo link. Little yeah. pro- yeah. And so this is, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to read that and go, oh, what an asshole. Yeah. 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 So, and if they do, you don't want them on. I love that. 
So maybe you give us a mindset shift here, because I think there's a lot, there's something that holds people back, I find, around selling, yeah. around promoting totally. themselves, their yeah. product, and they don't want to be too aggressive, they don't want yeah. people to criticize them. So what is the mindset that you have around that? You know, I, uh, I, I uh, this, this is a tricky one. Um, I, at some point around 40, I lost the selling is icky when, and I lost it probably not for the best of reasons. I lost it because I fell in love with persuasion and I fell in love with um, being able to, to, to form an argument that would make somebody want to buy something, not against their better, uh, their, their, their betterment, but for their betterment, right? So I'm not selling them something that's going to cause cancer or something, but something that's going to help maybe prevent it. It's a different story. But I really lost it when it dawned on me, and I've been teaching this ever since, that if you believe in your product or service, and if you believe, if you understand that people will not take action, generally speaking, unless they have some form of skin in the game, yeah. if they've not invested in something out of their pocket that's painful, okay, whether it's $5 or $5,000, they're not as invested. It's the reason why $5,000 courses have lower refund rates than $5 courses, because yeah. they're more invested, right? So. Once you understand that, you have to make an argument, and, and so far no one's been able to make this argument, that you are doing someone a, a service by not selling to them. Yes. So I make the argument that if you have something that you believe in, and all the products that I sell, I totally believe in, and I know it can help them either make money or automate their businesses or uh, learn copywriting or get fit, you know, um, then if I don't sell it to them, I'm unethical. So now somebody's made the argument, it's like, well, why don't you just give it to them? Because they won't do it. Yeah. Now I give away a ton of stuff, but I know that's not going to get you there. Yeah. No one's ever come up to me and said, you know what? That free bonus that you gave me changed my life. No one, yeah. no one in 15 years has ever said that. What they've said is, you know, fit over 40 or this or that, or it's changed my life. So the books that they bought or the, the software that they bought, I mean, you know, the guys that talk to me today, it's like the dude, your VSL changed my life. I mean, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, you had to buy it, right? So understanding that that's how you change people's lives is you get them to invest in something, and if you believe in it, then you're being an unethical, virtue-signaling prick, if I may be so Canadianly polite, by not selling it to them. By, and then, so therefore, your job becomes, how do I sell the most brutally efficient way as I possibly can? And therefore, all the, the strings are pulled off that stupid, it's, it's salesy. You're damn right it is. Like when I, when I write for, uh, I used to write, I don't write as much, I hardly write for anyone anymore, but uh, when I wrote full time, I would write something and they'd come back and go, oh, you know what, this is just too, I don't, this, this doesn't sound like me. I go, yeah, no, exactly. It's not supposed to. You suck. <laughs> this person doesn't. <laughs> so it's like, you're boring. Uh, and, and, and so it, the people that got over that got results. So now there's no, no need to lie in that. You know, you can, there's really very little need to even exaggerate. People exaggerate by using like hyperbolic language. That's not what I'm talking about. Like saying like, oh, I've helped 10 million people lose weight. Well, you don't have to say that if you've helped 100,000 people. Just say 100,000 people, right? The point is, is not saying that is a really big drag, right? Not saying that I, you know, I didn't, I, I literally, act, act, I will say it this way. And I, I say it, now here's, I'm going to give you a copywriting lesson here. Here's what I say in on the sales page or on my VSL for, for Accelerator. It's like, I inadvertently, and I, didn't, I don't use the word inadvertently, I said I accidentally, so that's another little copywriting lesson. Inadvertently, five syllables, nix it. 
I tripped up and now I got it even simpler. I fell into, you see where I'm going with this? So keep going simple, simple, simple. simple so I accidentally, that's not too bad, I accidentally created an entire industry that has made billions of dollars. This formula is an accident. It, it was a total accident. But I want to show it to you because, you know, it's obviously, it's, re, it's, it's changed an entire industry. That's a braggart thing to say, but in a non-braggart way. And it's absolutely factual. So not saying that would be really silly, but also tacked on some persuasion. You need this because these other people already have it. <laughs> so without this, you're kind of falling behind. And, and, you, and you know, yeah, so you get the idea. So, so yeah, I think it's to, to get over that sales is icky thing, the, 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 math, the key for that has been that you're unethical if you don't want to sell as powerful as you can. And that's a, that's a mind twist for some people. No, I, I totally agree. And, and I've noticed from my experience, putting out tons of free content, over 35 million views, one of the most disappointing things that I've found is that people enjoy the content, but very few people actually apply any of it and get any results from it. And uh, that's kind of a little bit frustrating with how much time that I spend creating such valuable content for people and the realization that I'm, in a way, doing a bit of a disservice rather than actually having them invest in something that's more structured, organized. And then they actually, you know, when they invest in it, they have that belief and that confidence too because in a way you're, to get them to actually buy the product, you're persuading and influencing to make them believe that this is an opportunity that can help them, serve them, that they can do it. And there's a, there's a mental components that I think once you get a sale that contributes to their success of actually applying it and getting results. Right. You know, so I've noticed that in my business as well is as much as I want to help everybody and serve them, but in a way I'm not helping anyone on the depth that I could really help them just by providing free content. It's yeah. by charging money and having them, the more they pay, the more they pay attention and the right. more they're going to actually right. apply it and everything too. So Yeah. And it's getting over your own, there's a sense of like higher morality that people have when they, they attribute something to being, you know, salesy. Very few people like to be sold, but everyone likes to buy stuff. So if, you, if you're in the, the area of saying, like, here's why you should buy this, it's going to be awesome for you, that's not selling as much as, it, that's from a cheesy sense of the, cheesy sense of the word. Uh, but just look around you. For the, any lack of clarity on this, if, you, if you're balkanized on this issue and you're like, <laughs> you're like, no, I'm over here and the sales guys are over there, just look at your house. How much stuff in your house is stuff you don't need? You know, somebody sold that to you, whether you know it or not. And, and I think that the, the, the shame of it is it's one of the best professions in the world if you're selling something that's important. And that's the key. The, the key. It's just, is what you're doing important? Is it, is it helpful? Do you mind sharing with people a little bit about Email Copy Pro and what that can do for those of the people out there that want to be able to write copy or do it a lot faster and easier by yeah. using something like Email Copy Pro? Yeah, well, Email Copy Pro was born out of Accelerator. Accelerator has software to it, right? And um, you want to start with that one first, maybe? Yeah, and I'll just say that Accelerator is by far and away the most advanced and certainly the most successful video sales letter training in the world. And has definitely more winners. I mean, like, I can go down the list of the winners that come out of Accelerator. I mean, we're talking over a billion dollars a year or is repeated out of this. So it's a formula that works, right? But it's, it's a copywriting course centered or kind of tricked around software, right? And the software is really rudimentary. It's like pick a slide and, you know, you've got nine choices of this copy. Then go to the next slide. And nine, you know. So 
And so I'm, I'm writing a lot of the copy for you, but I'm also teaching you in every single slide, okay, this is why this works, and you know, here's how, where you have to fill it out. So the, the request came up for email. Well, how do you do this for email? Well, see, a, a VSL is one thing. It, it doesn't change. It's one entity, right? It's a, it's a formula down a series of slides. Email could be one entity if it was only one email. If it's two emails, you're automatically doubled your, your entity volume, right? If it's 100 emails, you can see where I'm going with this. And everyone has a lot more than, than two emails, right? Uh, a lot more than 100 emails. So that's a much bigger beast to tackle. Could you make that and have it have this, the same level of impact? And so basically you're asking me, the customers are asking a little bit for AI for email. So what Email Copy Pro is, excuse me, is, is one of the very first generations of, of the future of AI for, for email. It basically makes every email that you want to send out more lucrative. So you don't write the emails, you just fill in the, the specific fields that we want you to fill in. And here's where the, the twist always comes in for my stuff because there's knockoff products that says, oh, fill in this field and we'll put this email out for you. And then the next time that field's used, it sounds like you came from a foreign country and that English is your fourth language, right? Because they haven't thought this through. It's complicated as hell. We thought it through. So that you fill out this one field, it's gonna work in the next 100 emails that you use, right? And that's what you want. You want a database that, that is smart, that understands that what it's gonna do uh, in the next email to come. So this is not only having you think through your marketing, it's doing it in a really sly way, and it's giving you the email so you don't have to write it. But it's forcing you to think through your marketing one little bit at a time, like, oh, do you have what we call a primary solution? And people go, yeah, so they don't know what that is, that's our term, right? So, so I teach people why it's important to have a solution that is separate from your product. And a lot of people don't think in those terms like that. So there's a great copyright right there. Uh, uh, but a lot of people don't think that way because they think in terms of my product or my service is the solution. And a little sly teaching tool that we throw in the, as you're filling out a field is like, no, I want you to come up with something that is the reason why your product works so well. So I'll give you a, a, a simple example. Uh, P90X is the only program on earth that feature muscle confusion principle, right? That's the primary solution for P90X. It wasn't P90X, it was like, muscle confusion is the answer to everything that you have a problem with. Therefore, if you ever, ever, ever want to get in shape, that's all, uh, if you ever want to get in shape, muscle confusion is it. Now, P90X was centered around muscle confusion. It's the only program, see, see where I'm going with this? That's a primary solution. Imagine if we could do that, but we do this for you in email, we do it for people's fears, people's main problem, their complaints. Oh, we help you brand everything. So that when you send something out, it's like, oh, that's the guy talking about that, that, that one complaint that, that they can relate to. Oh, that problem is solved in this, in this course or in this, in this book or whatever it may be. So I'm teaching you marketing without going through a course. You're filling in one thing at a time and the result is every email you send is more lucrative. Yeah, incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, I think not just for learning it, but I mean, it does, it does the work for you too. Yeah, so. It does a lot of the work for you. I, yeah, I think yeah, one of yeah. the best ways, again, uh, yeah. I'll provide the links for you guys as again, but actually watch the demo that he has on his websites because it's a game changer. Yeah. It's really changing the, the landscape yet again. But uh, it'll, I think by watching the video and seeing it in action, you see the power of what it can do for your business and how you can create better emails, send more emails, make more money from it. So again, the links are www.projectlifemastery.com slash email copy pro and www.projectlifemastery.com slash accelerator. And again, the links will be below for you guys. Um, I guess just to, to, to wrap up, um, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone that 
it's just getting started today in this world of the internet. There's so there's more opportunities available now than ever before. Yeah. Uh, it's changed a lot in so many ways. I think it's easier to, to get started today than it was before. There's just more op- opportunities and softwares and tools that yeah. can allow people to grow. But um, what advice would you give to someone just getting started? Um, so far, I have not found reason to change this advice. It, it, learn copy. Learn why copy works. And if you want to learn how to write copy, that's great. But at least learn how the mechanisms of copy works because copy is still king. It's going to be king for a long, long time, even with tools like we're talking about. still going to be king because you still have to fill in these fields. And there's going to be a lot of people out there that will never buy that stuff that you, that, that you, could, you could become a copywriter and, and do that. But you need to know this for how to communicate your your biggest message to your customers to communicate their biggest fears they don't even know they have so and to validate the fears they do know they have these are really basic marketing principles and the best way to do that is to learn copy um, again not having to be a copywriter but learn the principles of why copy works that is still that that's yet to be replaced uh, by all the stuff in that's out there from you know bots to social media stuff to whatever the next big thing is. Um, it's still going to come down to that. And the second thing I would say uh, that is right next to that is if you have a product or service that you absolutely love, um, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, Our stuff isn't perfect. We're always perfecting it as we go along. It needs to be good. And it needs to be, the principle needs to be something that you believe in. Like there's no way, none of my products people come up to me and they go, oh, do you use this? I go, no, nah, it, just, it just sells good. You know, I'm, uh, no, ever. So, so find something that you really genuinely love to do because, and, and hopefully create a product around it or a service and then sell the hell out of it. I, the, the, the techniques will change. Tomorrow there will be some new thing that will come along, right? But if you know how to write, first of all, I'm not suggesting everybody needs to be a copywriter, but if you know how to write, you'll never be unemployed. There's always needs for, if you know how to write well, especially. Um, but even if you don't, even if you can't get gigs, you'll always be able to sell yourself. And that's the most important thing in any industry is to be able to sell yourself. Words, it still comes down to words, man. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Kind of important. <laughs> well, thank you, John. Thank Appreciate you. your time. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed this, hit the thumbs up here on YouTube. Check out John Benson's work. Study, learn from this guy, invest in his uh, training programs. It'll definitely make a big difference for your business. Leave a comment below, subscribe for more videos, and we'll see you again soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.